0: This presentation was recorded at the 2017 Christian School Administration Institute held in Zurich, Ontario. For more information about the Institute, contact Philip Horst at philip.horst.79 at gmail.com. That's nine at gmail.com. Extend a Christian greeting to each one. Trust we are counting it a blessing to be able to participate in the opportunities of this day. Let me open your Bibles to Psalm 78. (coughs) It's 50 years, a little more or a little less, depending which Christian school we look at that's present here today. Since the school bells rang for the first time To the brethren of those years, the middle 60s, later 60s, to the brethren that were nurturing the idea to plan and begin a church school, that was almost preposterous, but not altogether. And so the school bells started to ring. When we talk about 50 years, it's almost status quo everybody has a christian school and those first brethren that stepped up to the plate in the school board work most of them have passed the third generation is in the school desks today the second and the first generation are the school board operating The question remains, 50 years from now, how will it be? This passage, if we would give it a one-word title, could have the word continuity. Without interruption, I trust that is our mutual desire this morning. And so let's read the first nine verses, thinking about Continuity, Psalm 78, one. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done for he established a testimony in jacob and appointed a law in israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their children that they might set their hope in god and not forget the works of god but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. This morning, I suggest the psalmist in his repetitive manner of referring to the generations, as they follow, that he had a passion about, verse 2, the heritage of God's goodness. But it has a way of becoming darkened by the passing of time, by the forgetfulness of what the crisis issues were, and even losing track of what the crisis issues are. The heritage of God's goodness needs be to be preserved in its vitality. Ignorance is not excusable. Dullness is not excusable. When we think of what the psalmist was thinking about here, the old, the dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told them. Secondly, the writer has a passion about the fact that the fathers are here to tell the story. Our fathers have told us, praise the Lord. And that obligates fathers and mothers today, grandfathers and grandmothers today, to tell the next generation and to um, have such efforts, such systems, such vitality, that that story gets told and understood. May God forbid that we don't become as silent as the tombstones in the graveyard. Verse 4, the psalmist has a passion about our recognizing the active part of hiding. We tend to think silence is non-active but it is. We will not hide. The only way we will allow or prevent that from happening is to put effort into telling, showing with vitality our belief and our appreciation for the wonderful works of God as it relates to Christian education. If the children find those blessings hidden in that they can't recognize them. They're not communicated. The fault is not theirs, but ours. Verses five and six. The writer had a passion about something that God put effort into mentioning. If you remember back in Genesis when he chose Abraham, he said, for I know him, that he will command his children after him and that's what's here. He established a testimony, he appointed a law, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. God's original selection of fathers who would tell, fathers who would command, fathers who would guide, fathers who would see to it. It's restated that God's fathers, in quotes, God's fathers, communicate the values, the systems, the operations, the faith to current children in such a manner that their children will arise, as he says here, and tell it to their children, even to the children which should be born. So I like to think about it that way. Fifty years, the grandchildren, the third generation that are in the desks, if we do our part, and they, by the grace of God, do their part, it's not an idle speculation that if the Lord tarries, there can be a meaningful Christian education, a school program that contributes to the faith. May the Lord help us to sense the values, the opportunities. And I think it may be appropriate thing more or less 50 years, it's time to add more system. But let's remember, system will never take the place of personal faith and personal commitment. Let's kneel to pray. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.